0: today's show was pulled from october 20th 2015 first segment today a barbecue roundtable uh i would kind of like to think of these barbecue roundtables as the father of the embedded correspondence segments in this barbecue roundtable chad warren bill Minahan, and robin lindars are in talking about stuff you don't want to miss second segment today Daniel Vaughn is in speaking with Greg a little bit about being the editor for Texas Monthly Magazine's barbecue section and uh, some Jack Daniels talk because it's just that time of year. Let's get to it. Here is Greg and the Barbecue Roundtable to kick it off from October 20th, 2015.
1: Go ahead with your uh, rant tonight. So my rant,
2: um, well, I... Greg, explain this to me. I'm supposed to bring up a topic, and it's like coffee talk, Mike Meyer style. Um, yeah, right. Saturday night, right?
1: Yeah, get, um, That's right.
2: Okay, so I wanted to see what you guys thought. My thing is, if you had to choose between cooking on lump charcoal or briquettes, it doesn't matter—barbecue, backyard competition, whatever. What would you choose, and why?
1: Well, okay, you answer first. It's your it's your deal.
2: My deal is. Um, I, you know, I've been, I've been trying to think of my question like, and I just, I don't know why, but, um, I love briquettes. Like, yes, I know that different types of wood, um, and lump charcoal can add different types of flavor depending on the wood. And, and, you know, there's the whole, you know, regionality and seasonality to it. But I just think that Kingsford briquettes are the bomb because they're always the same size. They're consistent and predictable. And I have no surprises. You know, sometimes when I use lump, I'll get a big fat chunk of something what? and the fire burns on heavenly and I just want I want predictability when I'm cooking a nice piece of meat and I'm you know looking for consistent results. So that's my rant.
1: All right. Um Bill, you go ahead first
3: so so we use both. I I enjoy depending on what I'm doing, um uh, using both. We we use a high end quality um a lump when we're cooking. Um yeah. so when we, when we cook, we, we'll, we use a, a brand called Frontier. We feel that the, the quality is always very same. And, and, and that's one of the things about competition barbecue is we're always looking cons- for consistent results every time that we can depend on. So having a, a brand that can deliver those that quality all the time is great. Now, the reason why I like briskets is that if I don't want any flavor, I want to use my own flavor. So I may want to add apple or cherry or hickory or whatever it may be. I can I can put those lumps in because really Kingsford really doesn't have any flavor to it at all, and I can really specify exactly what I want. Our chicken uh, that we cook a lot of times we pack that with briquettes because we want a hot, really hot, really fast uh, heat and to get it up to a real high temperature. And because we cook it real hot and fast for our chicken, so um, and I'm, when I'm cooking out in the grill, it really depends on what I'm what I'm cooking and what I'm doing, but. Um, I like using both. Uh, my answer is both.
1: All right. So if I put a gun to your head and you had to cook with one for the rest of your life, Bill, which one are you going to choose? Lump. lump. Lump it is. All right. Uh, Chad.
4: Um, I also use both. Um, primarily, though, we have a uh, gravity-fed, a deep-south gravity-fed smoker that we use for competitions, and we use lump in that. Um, the main reason is because it – I. well, in my opinion, I think it burns a little cleaner. And it uses a, or it uh, leaves a lot less ash. Um, okay. We used to use uh, Kingsford briquettes, um, and I have a I have a backwoods that I use at home every once in a while, and I use Kingsford in that. And the, in the the amount of ash that a briquette leaves versus the lump is, you know, three or four times as much. Ah, um, but I also think the lump burns a little cleaner.
1: All right, so that leaves me. And, uh, you know, I, while I want, I, I, I've used both and uh, tested extensively. And in the end, it's, it's all about uh, flavor for me. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and choose Lump as well. Now, what I'm sacrificing with Lump, by the way, Robin, let's be honest are you sponsored by Kingsford? huh are you you son of a bitch i knew it all right uh so i will sacrifice consistency which is what you get with kingsford it's the same every time Uh, and i when i started in barbecue i really appreciated the kingsford briquette because it could get me overnight i never had to worry about it burning too hot or too cold or whatever but as Chad said, it was a ridiculous amount of ash, and if you went too far into a cook and you didn't empty it, at some point you might choke yourself out, and I couldn't, I couldn't risk that. Then I got to learn about lump and started playing with that a little bit more, and overnight cooks were very tricky for me uh, with the lump. But again, if, if it's a gun to the head, um, I'll sacrifice or I'll take the inconsistencies that the lump is going to give me and uh, trade away the consistency that Kingsford, because I get more flavor with lump, and, and that's just my two cents. All right, so we're running short of time, and here's my take. This past weekend, I'm spending a fall tournament of softball with my oldest daughter. She's 14. She's a uh, athletic phenomena, and uh, it's the third game on a Saturday night, and it's freaking cold here in Cleveland to the tune of 35 <laughs> degrees, and uh, this umpire... And it's only one umpire in the field, is all of a sudden making it a habit of making a call before the play has actually physically transpired. For instance, uh, we had a, do- a girl coming down who's on our team, going to be scoring, and there's a play at the plate, and his arm is up in the out position before the play even happens. Calls her out, finishes his call. I'm a little perturbed that he is deciding to make calls before the play happens because she could miss her, uh, the ball could drop, you know, whatever. And I voiced my opinion to this guy that maybe he should let the play resolve itself before he makes a determining call. He didn't say anything, but he grabbed his junk. He grabbed himself right there on home plate, and me and, like, three other women saw it. And so I started to get into a small verbal altercation, letting him know that I saw exactly what he did. It was very unprofessional. And uh, he then realized he had been caught. And it's like, I'm going to throw you out. And I said, hey, I saw what you did, pal. You know, do whatever makes you feel good. But I saw what you did. And she saw what you did. So I think my rant is this. If you're (laughs) an umpire in uh, travel league softball, do not grab your groin area, regardless. I mean, come on, Bill. What are you saying about that?
3: I would agree. Don't grab your groin area any really time. Oh. I mean, I'm a big guy, so I can't really reach my groin area that well. So <laughs> I wouldn't be reaching that very, you know, that, reaching on that very much. Um, especially in a bunch of girls, you know, in a girls softball group,
4: that probably wouldn't be
3: very professional
4: whatsoever.
1: Yeah, uh, Chad, your thoughts.
4: Uh, I'd have to agree 100% with you, Greg. I don't think it's appropriate at all that he would do that, especially uh, in front of a bunch of teenage softball players.
1: Robin, you're a girl. Uh, I mean, if you're on a team and you see an ump do this or you're now a fresh mother as well, if your son was playing and... Uh, you see, maybe you're having a little altercation with the umpire. If he grabs himself, I mean, what are, what are we doing?
2: That's a totally <laughs> douchey thing to do. I think if he wants to grab his balls, let him. That's his way of saying, F you, Greg. F you, Greg.
4: So say, <laughs> so say that. that
1: oh, man. Have, have the <laughs> balls that you're grabbing and say you're a douche or you're wrong or whatever. But, I mean, come on. I mean, this is outrageous. America, maybe. America, maybe, Robin. There they are. look at these guys outrageous. I'm shocked and appalled that Robin Lindar says if the if the umpire wants to grab his balls and tell me to go f off that uh she said that's all right.
4: that's not all right
1: I'm not one of those interfering parents Patrick i I will however point out deficiencies in officiating if it's warranted.
0: To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at johnjon at the bbqcentralshow.com Told ya. You didn't want to miss that segment. You just didn't. Junk. Balls. America. The Constitution. Does it say in the Constitution that you can grab your balls. I got to review that. I don't recall that. Could be in there. Anyway, are you following the Big Barbecue Central Show on your social media? Please do so if you can. It is at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. That said, let's jump right into the second segment today. Here is Greg and Daniel Vaughn, once again from October 20th. 2015. But I'm
1: not disturbed enough to not get my next guest, and I apologize we're late here. It is the editor of Texas Monthly uh, Barbecue there, uh, Daniel Vaughn, joining us here on the show. Daniel, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, man. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you coming on. I apologize uh, for being a little late here tonight. We were in a heated debate in the uh, barbecue roundtable about uh, me having... Uh, voiced a small displeasure uh, with a umpire over the weekend and then he grabbed his package uh, right there on the field instead of telling me to you know beat it or shut up or anything like that so uh daniel uh, i mean you know what what do you think i mean that's uh, the grill girl said hey it's america if he wants to grab his balls then so be it uh, i'm like you can do that. Uh, that's you have to maintain some type of decorum. So probably being the most professional person uh, that I'm having on this hour, Daniel, what are your thoughts on that?
5: <laughs> I'd say this is uh, way beyond the barbecue realm for me, but uh, no, I, I definitely, uh, I mean, no adult should be acting that way on a, on a baseball field.
1: That's right. Uh, all right, Daniel. So uh, you can find your work tmbbq. dot com. You are constantly adding to the website over there with interviews and lists, and you know all of this great uh, content. Do you find it hard uh, since you've you know kind of assumed the role of the first uh, barbecue editor out here in the country to uh, continually find new exciting stuff? I mean, you can I guess easily get caught in a, a a process of just well, like throwing shit yeah. up there but i mean you want to keep it like fresh and relevant right
5: well i want to keep it fresh and relevant i also want to keep it buried as well so i mean i love doing um more historical pieces where i'm doing a lot of research but uh I also like doing the more current stuff like where to find the, the you know the best smoked chicken or where to find the best ribs those kind of things always do quite well as well as just helping people out on their road trips, like doing different guides uh, along the highways of Texas. But I don't really find that it's uh, it's really not all that hard to come up with new stuff. There's so many stories uh, in Texas that relate to barbecue. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say there aren't some Mondays. I, I turn in it's my weekly column. I turn in every Tuesday, and so um, there are some Mondays where I wake up. I'm like, oh, boy, what am I going to write about this week? But uh, I have probably somewhere between – you know, 30 and 40 different Word documents that I've already started, like started little notes on that are stories that might not ever go anywhere, but uh, are little notes about some subject that I might be able to expand upon.
1: Do you have um, like a certain number of restaurants that you have to review every month, or is that just something that you kind of fit in amongst all the rest of the stuff?
5: I do uh, one review every week. So there's essentially... 52 reviews that come out every year and finding new barbecue joints that's the easiest part actually um, it's actually just trying to pare down which ones I actually want to write about
1: do you, do you have to let everybody know in advance that you're going to be going there for a reason of review or do you not have to do that
5: no no I really just show up and order some barbecue and eat it and I mean some of them um, some people know who I am some people don't some people don't care Uh, It it really just kind of runs the gamut.
1: Daniel Vaughn joining me here on the show, editor for uh, Barbecue when it comes to Texas Monthly. TMBBQ.com is the website if you want to check him out and see what he's up to. Uh, One of the things that we uh, talked a little bit about here in the first hour of the show, Daniel, is uh, the Jack Daniels uh, that's going to be heading or that's going to be happening this coming weekend. Uh, you know, always storied, always mystical, and people that aren't included uh, feel pissed that they were left off the list, and people that got in are like, hey, "It's the best thing ever." Uh, have you been to the Jack before? I have been
5: to the Jack. I went last year, and I went as a judge. Uh, this year, I'm just going on my own. Um, I'm really just going there to hang out with folks. Um, being a judge there is, I don't know. Um, eating a lot of nameless, faceless barbecue out of styrofoam containers, it just, uh, that versus being able to, you know, just hang around with pit masters and actually watch how they're cooking and, and learn a little something that seems like it's going to be a little bit more rewarding than sitting at a judge's table. Um, and it is a unique one. I mean, you know, the, the Royal is, is, uh, certainly, you certainly in awe when you go to the Royal just for its hugeness. Uh, And the Jack is just really the absolute opposite. It's uh, it's just a few teams. It's, um, you know, it's down there in the holler. Uh, It's way away from anything resembling the city. It just is a completely different feel to any other of the big competitions
1: out there. Let me show my city slickeredness and say, what the hell is a holler? It's down in the holler. Like, what the fuck does that mean?
5: Uh, I guess that's the, the place where the uh, the fog settles, I guess.
1: Like it's a like a low lying area? It is a low lying area. The uh-huh. jack
5: is actually you go down a little hill to get down to where all the cookers are set up and then just beyond that there's a uh let's call it a creek. Um <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a waterway um right behind all that. So Yeah, it's um it it certainly uh, has a woodsy feel to it.
1: Will you be doing any type of journalistic stuff there, like writing and trying to to, to catch some stories and reactions and stuff um, like that, or is it really just for the hang?
5: I am always out there looking for stories. Yeah. So uh yeah, I mean there's there's never a time that I'm out eating barbecue. You know, people are like, Well, is this uh, you know, is this trip just for fun or for work? Well, I mean they're all for work. They're all they're all potential um potential columns, potential assignments, so I always look at it that way. And, you know, you go to a place like the Jack and you spend a couple of days there, you're certainly going to find a story. Um, and then I actually just spent a good part of the morning today planning all of my stops in Nashville on the way down. So I'm actually stopping. I'm flying into Nashville. I'm going to eat as much barbecue as I can pile in before I drive on down to Lynchburg.
1: Uh, Daniel Vaughn is the Texas Monthly Barbecue Editor. You can find him at tmbbq.com. Daniel, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh,
5: That was great. Thank you.
1: There he
2: is.
0: D.V. And there you have it for today's show. There's a lot more good information in this complete show if you head over to thebbqcentralshow.com. There will be a link in the show notes to take you to the complete episode while you're over there. You know, I really would love it if you'd subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. Never miss an episode of this show or the really big barbecue show again. You need to get in touch with me, John, J-O-N-John, at the BBQ central Show.com. I always love to hear from you. You can also find me at JS00 on Instagram if you'd like to. But follow the big show first. Thanks so much. Until next time, on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less, I am your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.